I need to do something different here. This isn't working because now I'm failing all the time and I'm upset all the time and I don't feel good about myself. And, you know, when we're under that much stress as parents and we're struggling and we feel like we're failing and we're juggling so much, it comes out at our kids. It comes out at our spouse. It comes out at our family members because we don't have, it's like there's this balloon that we're holding and that kid coming and needing something or being whiny all of a sudden pops that balloon and everything now explodes on that kid or that Mm -hmm. spouse or that whoever it is. And, um, and that was happening. Like, I would just like get really mad. Hey mamas, do you ever get tired of trying to be the perfect mom or wonder how you're going to make it through the day? I know I do. I'm Kendall Yanez, a mom of two, a recovering perfectionist and a people pleaser. Sorta. I'm still a work in progress. Being a mom is the most rewarding, but hardest job you can have. Behind every kid is a mom who believes she is failing. If you're looking for a fun and safe, judgment-free community of mom to talk about all the good and bad that comes with this crazy, most beautiful thing called motherhood, you're in the right place. I have built a community that will be perfect just for you. I am no expert, but on this podcast, we will get real and honest. I interview moms in different walks of life. They all have different stories to share and advice to give. Rather you need advice, you're looking for clarity, or you just need a good laugh with some girlfriends, that's what we're here for. So let's walk through motherhood together. Welcome to my podcast, Mama, You're Doing Great. Before we start laughing, crying, and feeling all the emotions as mamas like to feel, please take a second to hit that subscribe button to this podcast so you can come back and hear more mom friends share their stories. Also, if you haven't already, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Kendall Yanez. Don't forget to check out mamayourdoinggreat.com to shop and to see how you can get inside the community and connect with other mamas just like you. Let's get started. Tracy Lingman is a proud mom of two beautiful, energetic, and wildful daughters. Becoming a working mom had added layers of riches and complex to her life requiring the new skills of navigating the busy and high stress between being a mom and working. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist, supervisory. She's a clinic director at Ellie Mental Health in Katy, Texas. She is passionate about moms and self-care and the wisdom between draining yourself and not filling your own bucket up. She is on the panelist for the Great Mama Mindset Conference this weekend. You have 24 hours to get your ticket, Mama. You will love her on the panel. You are going to learn so much from her. So get your ticket and dive in and hear what Tracy has to say. Hey, Tracy. Welcome to the Mama You're Doing Great podcast. I'm so excited you're here today. Hi, Kendall. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. So you are going to be on the stage in just, I guess, a week now. So yeah, it is a week out and ticket sales close tomorrow night at midnight. So if you haven't got your ticket, get it now. After you hear Tracy, you're going to want to get it even more. She's amazing. So Tracy, tell us who you are, what you do and all about your little family. Sure. So I am Tracy Lehman. I am the clinical director of Elemental Health in Katy, and we see kids, adults, and couples from all walks of life. We take insurance. We have sliding scale fees. We do in-person and virtual. So we just want to help people with wherever they're at, meet them where they're at, and help them 
meet their goals. And then personally, I'm a mom. I have two daughters. I have a five-year-old and an eight-year-old. And just navigating that world is has been a learning experience with working. Yeah. Absolutely. So how long have you been a therapist? I have been a therapist for, I think I'm about to be at 12 years. And you have been with family and marriage counseling, right? Yeah. So my license is marriage and family therapy. So my specialty is really couples. I do a lot of emotionally focused couples therapy, which is my favorite. There's a lot of different forms of couples. And I just think the reason I like that form is because it's very experiential. I think you can give people skills, but once their emotions take over, those skills go out the window, right? When we're in threat survival response mode, we have to learn how to be in the moment and calm ourselves down in order to use those skills. Yeah, that makes sense. So how do you, you talk them through their emotions so they can get a hold of that, then they can use the tools that you give them. Right. Yeah. So it's a lot of like slowing down. So it's, we'll talk about a conflict or we'll talk about something that's very triggering. Usually it's really easy to get people that have been fighting and hurt about something back to that place. And then we slow it down. What's happening in your body? What are you feeling? What are you aware of? Right. What do you think is happening between the two of you? What do you think the other person is doing? Right. What are all these pieces and where do they come from? And then once we can catch those pieces, we can get underneath them and then we can communicate that, that fear, this person's judging me, this person's going to abandon me, this person feels I'm failing, I feel like I'm failing, I feel like I'm not good enough, right? There's all these underlying messages that we have about ourselves that come out in conflicts, but we never voice what the fear is. We voice the defense mechanisms. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So good. And it's so what we're focusing on at the conference and Mm -hmm. just every day, right? Like you said, like even whether you're married or you're not as women, as a human being, we feel like we are failing or we have this emotion Mm -hmm. around, you know, a trigger or something and just being able to put a pinpoint on that emotion and how you can control it and where it came from and all the things is so awesome. So I'm so excited that you're going to be there and you can answer people's questions and you can push your advice and everything on that. So you talk a lot about self-care and how that really helps you as a parent. Tell me how you learned that maybe a little bit of your background on, did you neglect your self-care and then you realize, okay, I need this in order to be the best mom I can be? Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, there's very few moms that I've ever met that aren't at least in their mother role, super type A, working mom, super type A, like super on top of everything. I have to do everything. And I, so my background, I had undiagnosed ADHD my whole life. So very inattentive, disorganized, impulsive, Loved people, always got a, I'm always been extroverted. So like being around people, everything sounded cool to me. Everything was the most exciting thing, right? And so I have kids now and whenever there'd be an email about, we need parent volunteers at the school. We need help making these decorations. We need people to bake. We need people to whatever. And I was the yes person. And I did it at work too, because I wanted to do a good job at work. And so we need somebody who can do this. We can, and I was always yes. Yes, 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 I'll do it. But A, I didn't really know my ADHD that well because I'd never been diagnosed. Um, I didn't get diagnosed so much later when I realized what it was. So I didn't have good organizational skills or structure or ways of like looking ahead and planning. And it just wasn't possible to do all those things, right? All by myself. And so I started getting burnt out and things started falling by the wayside. Like I would miss things. I would miss like put a calendar 
date wrong in my mind. And then I'd put it wrong on my calendar and I'd show up at the wrong time to something like all these things. And I was like, I need to do something different here. This isn't working because now I'm failing all the time and I'm upset all the time and I don't feel good about myself. And, you know, when we're under that much stress as parents and we're struggling, we feel like we're failing and we're juggling so much. It comes out at our kids. It comes out at our spouse. It comes out at our family members because we don't have, it's like there's this balloon that we're holding and that kid coming and needing something or being whiny all of a sudden pops that balloon and everything now explodes on that kid or Mm -hmm. that spouse or that whoever it is. And, um, and that was happening. Like I would just like get really mad or have an anger reaction and catch myself after and do a repair. Right. So I'd go and I'd apologize. Mommy is having big feelings and wasn't paying attention. She needs to slow down. And so then I just started being like, I teach people all the time how to do this stuff. I need to start implementing it on my own. And so a lot of insight development, a lot of journaling, a lot of slowing down what's happening, connecting to my body, what's happening in my body, and being able to really start saying no to things, like really being intentional about, do I have time for this? This sounds really great. Is there going to be an opportunity for this later? Right? So just a lot of developing balance, a lot of getting to know myself, a lot of, and that's kind of what self-care is to me, is like getting to know yourself, Mm -hmm. right? It's not like, let me schedule a bubble bath. I mean, those things are great, but it's like, what are my needs? What are my values? How am I, how am I being a friend to myself? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Cause if you're just adding a bubble bath in, but you're still going a hundred miles per hour and you have no relationship with yourself because who has time for that when you have a schedule that's fully booked and a kid that won't sleep at night and conflict with your spouse and et cetera, et cetera, you're, you're not going to feel better after a bubble bath. You're not going to feel better after one exercise session, right? You've got to slow down. You've got to make space for you. Yeah, for sure. Mamas, imagine you are in a room full of other moms. Y'all are smiling, laughing, and complimenting each other. You are dressed and impressed in your own version of style. Y'all all have kids back home, but deep inside you are tired, overwhelmed by life, and secretly feeling alone in your situation. You all are here to escape all of that for the day. You are shopping vendors, pampering yourself, socializing with other moms, taking cute pictures and having fun. But what you don't realize yet is you are going to walk away feeling seen and validated in who you are as a mom and knowing how amazing you are. After hearing speakers tell their stories you can relate to, you will walk away with tangible advice and actions to take towards feeling more confident in motherhood. At the Great Mama Mindset Conference, we are busting the lies we tell ourselves as mamas and women. It's everything Mama's Night Out is, but more. It's deeper. We're diving into your mindset shifts and the lies that we tell ourselves. We all walk around with these lies in our heads. They have it all together. I'm a hot mess express mama. My kids are the only one. I'm a bad mom. I'm not good enough. The list goes on. When the lies start, we swat at them like flies, but they won't go away. Sometimes we tell ourselves these lies for so long, we don't even realize they're lies anymore. These thoughts end up draining us and making us feel like we're failing and we're not good enough. Not anymore, mama. We are going to break the chains and the lies that are holding you down. We are taking your insecurities, negative thoughts, self-doubt, and guilt, and we're getting rid of them. How are we going to do that? Your mindset. The conference is going to be a mindset shift you need 
to walk into motherhood with a glow and a confidence you have never felt before. You will have the tools you need to keep a positive mindset to believe you have whatever it takes to overcome the hard times in motherhood and you will have built relationships inside the community so you don't have to walk through motherhood alone. If you are ready to feel seen, heard, validated, feel confident in motherhood, change your mindset from failure to succeeding, you want genuine friendships with like-minded mamas who are in the same stage of life and who will understand you, you're looking for a group who will encourage and support you, shopping small businesses and pampering yourself, this conference is for you. MYDG is not just a brand. It is a phrase, a slogan, and a daily reminder. Mama, you are doing great. I want you to remember that. If you want to know more, head on over to mamayourdoinggreat.com backslash conference or text the word conference to 855-486-5757 and you'll get more information. I hope to see you there February 3rd, 2024. You know, we talked about that a lot on our live podcast with Annie back in November and just saying our best yes as well, you know, not saying yes to everything. And it's really funny because Annie had told us the story about how she saw the email from the school and then she quickly closed it and acted (laughs) like she didn't see it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like what you were saying. I'm like, I want to, you know, be the room mom. I want to help. I want to. And not only like just because I want to do that, I also want to be there because I want to be there for my kids too. Like mm-hmm. I want to be involved, but sometimes it's okay to not do it all. Mm-hmm. And I got an email just recently for a day they were doing it at the school. And normally I'd be like, I can sign up for this. And I was literally like, as I'm typing, I was like, you know what? January is just too crazy for me. I cannot add another thing to my plate. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the hero this time. And I just was like, it doesn't make me a bad mom, a unpresent mom. Like I just mm-hmm. don't want to volunteer for that right now, you know, and my daughter won't know, like it's fine. So I think that's great. Like you explaining self-care, really getting to know you and what you need, not just something that you're going to put a bandaid on. Yeah. Yeah. But this is something you could practice for like, one of the biggest issues I hear come up with self-care is like, I don't have that kind of time. I don't have time to sit and build a relationship with myself. But the great thing is you're with yourself all the time. You can take a five minute break at the end of the hour and spend it with yourself. How am I feeling? What's going on inside of me? What's going on in my mind? How focused am I? What's weighing on me? Like you can check in and -hmm. you can take a breath. And I think a lot of us, when we go to the bathroom, we have our phones. When we, you know, okay, we're driving, we listen to a podcast or a book or the radio. Mm-hmm. And it's like, sometimes I can feel it in my body. And I'm just like, I need nothing in my hand and I need nothing in my ears. Like, I just mm-hmm. need to just sit here, talk to myself, talk to God, whatever. Like, just yeah. being present with myself. That has really helped me. So I love that you're you're preaching that, you know, you're helping mm-hmm. moms and families do that. You've also talked about children development and Mm -hmm. modeling and also like your past and breaking Mm -hmm. cycles. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. So everything that I tell to parents of kids, I also tell to couples because our brain always has these pieces in it. So our brains learn, and that's another reason I like experiential therapy. Our brains learn 80% is modeling. It's not a do as I say, not as I do thing. It's never worked because when our kids are developing, they need to learn how to survive in the world and they do it based on what they see us doing, not on what we tell them they should be doing. Mm -hmm. 
And so, which is really, really great actually for parents, because it means you don't have to do all these like lessons and structures and talk to them about, I mean, you do, you can, but what they're really going to learn is how are you treating yourself? How do you respond in relationships? Are you able to slow down and be aware? If your child's super reactive to emotions, are you super reactive to emotions? How much do you model, right? When you're feeling frustrated, when you're feeling stressed or sad, how much do you model? Okay, I'm feeling this way. What do I need? How do I regulate? How do I calm down? How do I express it effectively? So funny when you're like, how do you react? You know, and that's something it's huge because I know we all go, where do they get that from? Mm-hmm. Uh, the answer is <laughs> me <laughs> or yeah. the other spouse or whatever, you know, and yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, like my son's pretty emotional. And I think it's also his age too, like very reactive seven-year-old and like up and down. And I'm just like, okay. And I can be like that. And I've grown a lot, I think in the last five years of just like Mm -hmm. learning how to react. And so I'm like, I want better for him. Right. I want to help him at a younger age, but I'm like, and I'm trying, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, he's going to learn as we model, as we react Mm -hmm. to things. So I love it because it's so true. And I think another thing that moms, we're real hard on ourselves though, like when we fail at that, right? Like we Mm -hmm. like, we react or we yelled or, you know, the kids hear you and your spouse arguing and then you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm supposed to be a better model, role model. But it's, Mm -hmm. it's also life. And I think it can be, I mean, I want to hear what your perspective is on this, like talking to them about, you know, mommy made a mistake. Mommy had a big feeling about this and we're all human. And what's like your intake on that? It's funny. A lot of people try to hide those things. Like, I think there's a history of keeping things behind closed doors. Like my parents fought, not my parents, my parents fought in front of us, but like people say my parents fought, but always behind closed doors. So we didn't really hear it or see it. But the Mm -hmm. fact that they know that that was happening tells me that they knew it was happening, you know, at the time. And I see Mm -hmm. so many parents are like, oh, they don't know that we have problems or they don't know that this is happening or they don't know this person's sick or whatever it is. They know kids pick up on things because they're Mm -hmm. literally looking to model after us. They pick up on things that we wouldn't even pick up on in each other. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they always know. I've never seen a kid that doesn't know that there is something they might not know what it is, but they know something's off. And a lot of kids will have anxiety because their parents are trying to keep something to protect them right? Because we want to protect our kids. We don't want them to know these things, Mm -hmm. but they know. And so being able to talk to them in an age appropriate way, not with like details of what's going on or what's wrong, but like, you know, sometimes in relationships, you disagree. Sometimes people, um, we lose people and it's really sad, right? Sometimes we worry about things like these are all normal experiences that our kids are going to have at some point in their life. Why would we want to hide it from them so that when they have it, they think they're the only one going through it? Yeah, absolutely. So, so true. And do you really focus on co-parenting and co-regulation? What is co-parenting? It's a pretty normal word. It like kind of, I mean, you hear that a lot, right? What is co-regulation? So regulation is our ability to regulate ourselves when our emotions come up because our emotions are the start of our threat response system, right? So there's this top part of our brain. That's where like creativity happens, problem solving, organization, planning, executive function. So kids with ADHD, adults with ADHD, these parts of their brain aren't as functional uh, or they take longer to develop. I don't want to say as functional. It's just a slower development. And then in the emotional process, it's like a threat response system, right? Like I always think of sadness. Tears are a way of letting other people know you're vulnerable, 
right? It's like calling your tribe to you. Where are my safe people? Because if I'm vulnerable, look at animals. They don't let their belly be exposed if they don't feel safe, right? If you're vulnerable, you need some protection. And if you're feeling sad and weak and not able to protect yourself, you need to bring people to you, right? Fear Mm -hmm. is something as bad is going to happen. And our brain doesn't know the difference between something bad is going to happen. Like what if I say the wrong thing on this panel presentation in a in a week? Or what if some saber-toothed tiger is about to jump out and eat me? My brain doesn't know the difference. Uh-huh. Uh, and so there's that threat response. And then we have anger, which I always call, generally it's the bodyguard, right? So if we're feeling vulnerable and there's nowhere, no one safe around, or we're feeling scared, our bodyguard's going to come out and protect us. And that's anger, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the beginning of our threat response system. And as we mm-hmm. shut down, into the system, we have less access to our ability to think things through, recognize what is a actual threat, what is an actual problem, and what is just an emotional reaction we're having that our brain can't distinguish. And so regulation is being able to like ground yourself in the moment, check in with your body, slow down and reopen your brain back up. Okay. So that you can think things through. So when you say like co, is that like divorce families or just all families in general you work with on that? all family. So I love working with divorced parents on co-parenting and how to have shared values and understandings and get to a place where they both feel good about what's happening across households to the best that they can. But co-parenting at home, I mean, I know so many parents where one parent has like a really structured idea and reads all these books and articles like, we're going to implement this and we're going to implement that. And the other parents just like, why are we adding work? We're not going to do that. And so they can never get on the same page. And so we end up with a lot more chaos where one person has very different expectations for the kids than the other in the same household. And it gets really confusing. And then the parents are mad at each other. And then there's more conflict. So with co-regulation, so the part of our brain that's emotional is also the part of our brain that connects to others, right? It's our first line of defense is our tribe, our community. And so we look to each other to regulate too. If you look scared, I might feel scared. If you're panicky, I might start to feel panicky. We have these things called mirror neurons that pick up on all these things, right? If you see somebody crying, you might start tearing up. That's where empathy and all that stuff comes from. And so if we are dysregulated and the person across from us is also dysregulated, we're not going to be able to have an effective conversation, compromise, whatever it is we need. And this is true for kids too, except for kids need us to regulate first. Mm, okay. Right. So we calm ourselves down. We start to look calm. Their signals start picking up on that. We're calm. Mm-hmm. Right. Then. So Bruce Perry says it this way. You regulate, which is that body sensation. Then you relate, which is I see you. I see your feelings. You make sense to me. And it's safe for you to be exactly as you are. Right. Mm-hmm. And that might feel crazy sometimes. It might feel crazy to tell your kid, I get how frustrated you are that that shoelace did not tie the way you wanted it to. I get it. You're so angry about it. It was just like, you tried so hard to get that shoelace to tie. Man, that makes sense. I get it, right? That's like you said, that's speaking to their level. Yeah. Mama, let's just talk for a second. Some days we feel like we are rocking in motherhood and other days we feel like we just can't catch a break from one fail after another. But just imagine, you can be patient, present, and enjoying motherhood again. You could feel the joy in knowing today is a new day and whatever mistake I made yesterday Those were lessons, and I will be able to put them in practice today. You will feel appreciated, heard, and not so alone and feeling like you were the bad mom. I know these feelings feel impossible to feel some days, but mama, you can get there. You can stay there more often than not. There are so many other mamas out there going through the same thing you are 
or have been through what you're going through and can relate to your situation. That is why I created a mama community for mamas that need and want more support, more encouragement, more in-depth conversations, more clarity, and more confident as a mama. Inside, you'll get relatable, real, and safe conversations with other mamas, a place to bring your worries and your questions to talk about all the good, bad, and beautiful things that motherhood brings. Moms, you need a safe, fun, and judgment-free zone to be yourself and to be reminded how great you are daily. What do you say, mama? You ready to gain more confidence as a mom and not feel so alone in motherhood? Head on over to mamayourdoinggreat.com backslash community and you'll get connected with other mamas just like you. Yeah, absolutely. But also, I think it's hard. Just, I don't want to interrupt, but real quick. Oh, no, you're fine. Talking about that though, it is so hard as adults, as parents to kind of age it down, right? Mm -hmm. Like to get on that level. And you had said, when you calm down, they start to calm down. And I know as parents, it's hard, especially when there's a lot of whining going on. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of arguing going on. There's a lot of emotion, but it's like, okay, mom's going to take a second. I'm going to take a deep breath. And I know whenever I calm down, they're a lot more receptive and calm too. Why can't we not always do that? Right? Yeah. (laughs) That would be nice. (laughs) It would feel better too, probably. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That's good. I never really thought about like co-parenting, even if you're married, it's just putting your two parenting styles together. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion or advice? And I know you do this in therapy. You could just do maybe a shorter answer here on the podcast for moms that parent different than their husband or dad. How do you handle that? How do we communicate to get on the page, best page for our kids? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things is that I see that happens in all of us is almost the same thing. Like we don't see each other. We don't, we skip that relate part. We might be able to calm our system down enough to have a conversation where we're not yelling or crying, but we forget to see each other. Like, why is my spouse resistant to this? Is it because they're so overwhelmed? Is it because it just feels like a lot and they're afraid they're going to fail at it? Are they afraid because their parents were super structured and it was so stressful for them and created anxiety growing up that like, The idea of implementing that with their kids scares them that they're going to fail as a parent. What is going on that's creating the resistance in the first place? What are you not seeing? Because we go against each other. Like they're not another person. They're just against us versus they have their own feelings, thoughts, experiences, and reactions that need to be heard also. And if you can get there, then you can get to a compromise. If you both can understand the other one's fears, the other one's history, what the other one's concerns are, we can speak to that. And then we go to reasoning, which is where... Our brains open back up. We feel heard, seen, and safe. We're calm. And we can have those conversations. Like, what is a good solution here? Mm -hmm. But you will never get to reasoning by bulldozing through and not calming down and seeing the other person. And they won't be able to hear you either because they'll sit there. I call it putting your lawyer hat on, but I watch couples do this all the time. Teens and parents too actually do this, where they're just sitting there listening to you talk, but they're not hearing. They're looking for What are the things I need to contradict in what you're saying? And so they're just keeping a running list of their evidence to contradict what you're saying. They're not actually listening to the whole of what you're saying. And we do this to each other and we don't feel heard and we get more mad because we just want to be heard. Oh my gosh. So true. Oh my gosh. I love it. Like people are going to hear this and be like, oh my gosh, she's so good. I needed a book appointment with you. Um, Yeah. I'm like, "Mm, are you available next week? (laughs) Yeah. And it's really hard stuff. It is. And especially when you put it on the back burner, like you said, Mm -hmm. I mean, it starts with like getting to know yourself, 
mm-hmm. the self-care and then just like getting to know your spouse and your kids and the busyness of life and just slowing down is huge. Mm-hmm. And I think our world really wants that. I think I see that a lot more. A lot of people are mm-hmm. like trying to preach that from the mountaintops, right? Life's too short. So slow down kind of thing, but we just really have to have a daily reminder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have people scheduled in their phones too. Like, I'll be like, just put a like timer at the end of the hour, five minutes blocked into your schedule. Just mm-hmm. check in with yourself, take a mm-hmm. breath, slow down. That's good. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm so excited. You're going to be on the panel and you're going to have so, so many great things to share and say, we're going to get into your motherhood journey and more about you on the stage as well. And I'm going to ask lots of different questions and know that so many moms will resonate with you and all the others. I love to ask my moms these questions on the podcast. What is your great mama moment, either recently or in the past? Something that you can pat yourself on the back. I know a lot of times we're good at praising others, but we don't praise ourselves. So share that story. Hmm. That's a hard one. So I would say recently, because in my family growing up, If a parent, my mom was very protective mama bear. And so if like my dad got upset about something, sometimes my mom would be in front of us kind of like against my dad. Like, I mean, they're a great parenting couple, but sometimes we get defensive Mm -hmm. of our kids. We don't like the way our spouse is talking to our kids or responding. So we had a moment like that at my house where my husband was doing something with my daughter and she can get dysregulated. My oldest gets dysregulated really easily. And in the past, I would get really defensive of him not seeing where she's coming from and what's happening. And Mm -hmm. he would feel like I was teaching her that things that she did was okay. And it would be a whole thing. Well, one of the ways I've been slowing down is not just considering what's happening for her, but considering what's happening for him. And so when Mm -hmm. she was really upset and came to me, I was able to talk her through her feelings, but also reasoning, like, what do you think was going on for daddy in that moment? Mm -hmm. And she was able to get to a place where, she went back in there and apologized to him, even though she told me she didn't want to apologize. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, well, sometimes we apologize not because we did something necessarily super wrong or intentionally hurtful. Sometimes we just apologize because we care about how the other person feels and we've caused them pain. Mm, And so that was my, that was my moment that's in my mind right now. That's so great. No, it's so awesome. You should be proud of yourself. You're a great mama. (laughs) Thank you. I try. It's a learning process. (laughs) Every day, right? Every second. Something new comes up. You're like, oh my gosh. So, oh, I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. And I can't wait to see you this weekend. If you haven't got your ticket, get it now. You have 24 hours. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you can resonate with what you heard. If you want to get more connected with other mamas like you and feel encouraged and not so alone, head on over to mamayourdoinggreat.com backslash community. Also, make sure to share this episode with a friend that can use some words of encouragement. It would mean so much to me if you would take a second and leave a rating or a review. There will be days you think you are failing, but until next time, remember mama, you're doing great.